We call it STEM Music indeed. Welcome to the STEM Music Podcast, where we highlight multicultural STEM professionals and the music they love. I'm your host, Roy Moy III, and today we have another special guest that we're going to highlight on the STEM Music Podcast. Um, he is a Barton Dean Scholar. Um, y'all, that means uh, he got a full-ride academic scholarship to Wichita State University, graduated with a bachelor's in business administration. Um, he also was featured in Urban Magnet CML Collective Magazine publication. He is um, a recipient of the Sigma Gamma Rho in Entrepreneurship Award. He launched his first pilot STEM program in 2018, which we will talk about a little bit later. Very excited about that and hosted a Juneteenth STEM Challenge competition this past summer uh, in 2019. He comes from the T in STEM, so technology, and um, he serves right now in his current role as a senior infrastructure analyst. Uh, STEM Music Nation, please welcome Josh Inlow to the STEM Music Podcast. Welcome, Josh. I'm so glad you're on the podcast today. How's everything going? It's going well. Thanks for having me, Roy. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. So um, we got to chop it up a little bit um, and we've kind of, uh, uh, you know, passed each other here and there, church events, different things like that. So that's kind of how uh, we've known each other. But we got to chop it up the other day and talk about, you know, what we were going to talk about here on the podcast. Um, and so as we journey through that, I'm just excited for uh, STEM Music Nation, the STEM Music Nation to hear about your journey. And so speaking of that, um, why don't we go ahead and start off with uh, kind of when you were wrapping up high school, because um, the cool thing that we talked about the other day is that your STEM journey kind of started a little later in life than um, being kind of a young uh, child. And so uh, you kind of depicted that that started a little kind of after you, you, you graduated high school. And so we want to pick up there um, and just talk about uh, you're, you're finishing up your se senior year um, and then kind of what happened uh, after that moment. Yes, sir. I know uh, I started, I was working two part-time jobs uh, following graduating high school, and uh, I found an opportunity uh, to join the Air National Guard, the military base here out in McConnell. Um, and they had incentives to get young people uh, involved in computer operations and things like that. So that's where I got going. Um, I actually didn't have, I didn't grow up. I had AOL, America Online growing up, but I didn't have a lot of technology in the home growing up. So right. Uh, it was through the military that I kind of got going. Wow. Wow. That's cool too. And you know, I think that that's a great thing to highlight just the military in general. And so um, let's, let's dive into that just a little bit, just for some um, listeners who might want to go that route in regards to their STEM journey. So um, I guess what was the process of getting into the uh, Air National Guard? And then like, what were the requirements specifically for that? I know there's different uh, branches of the military and everything like that, but for your experience, um, do they serve you know, every week, every month, like how, how did, how did you get in, I guess, like what were the requirements, I guess, and then also what did it require of you once you were in the National Guard? Yeah, so I mean, getting in, I had to take, I uh, went to take a military entrance exam in Kansas City, everyone's required to do that, and I took an ASVAB, which is a kind of like a ACT to get into college, it just kind of tests your aptitude, Okay. and it tells you what jobs you qualify for. Uh, so after I took those things, um, I scored pretty well in my ASVAB and I got into the computer career field. Okay. Um, and then maintaining that, uh, the National Guard only required a week in a month. Okay. And then two weeks out of the year. 
Uh, but I was fortunate enough to actually pick up a full-time job following my technical training, which is kind of what landed me in the IT career field. Okay, great, great. See, and I, I love that. That's great information for a listener who might want to be, um, you know, thinking of, of doing that. So it said, you said shortly after you finished your uh, technical training. So how long was that uh, process of technical training? Well, I did have, um, as you mentioned, I had the academic scholarship. So I completed my first year and the technical training was during kind of my sophomore year. Okay. It took about three months um, after my technical or after basic training. Okay. And basic training was about a month and a half. So altogether, it was about five months. Okay. Gotcha. And then, so then that launched you into the role that you had in, within technology in the Air National Guard and computers. Absolutely. And, and please don't get me wrong. When I came out of the technical tr- school, I, I had some book knowledge, but I really didn't have any experience. So okay. I was fortunate enough to get that on the job training. Uh, I learned pretty much everything that I learned from IT starting from that point on. Gotcha. And so what were, what did you end up doing? Like what were some of the roles or, or, or jobs that you were doing within that role, I guess, um, upon completing that technical uh, knowledge, the hands-on work. So what were some of those things you were doing? Uh, my first role, I was a messaging technician, uh, which essentially I was uh, an administrator for email. Uh, if anyone had issues with email or if back then we used Blackberries, um, they would call gotcha. me and get passwords reset and things like that. Gotcha. Uh, oftentimes I would put customers on hold and ask the person who sat next to me, you know, hey, how do I solve this or how do I approach this issue? Uh, so, again, it, I was fortunate enough to have those people around me to yeah. uh, pour into me. And that really kind of sparked, you know, the passion for me pouring into others in, in my STEM uh, activity in the community. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love that you just highlighted what you did. You said you put people on hold and you asked for help. And I think a lot of times, uh, especially within the STEM world, you know, you being uh, African-American, you know, it's like you may not have people who who look like you around you. And so you're like, um, sometimes we can have an imposter syndrome, like, oh, do I even belong here doing this or whatever? But like, you just took the opportunity to say, you know what, I need help. So I'm going to ask for help. And so um, love that that's a part of your story. Cause that's a, that's a big thing just in general, but also especially within um, the STEM fields and, and career field that, you know, if you're needing help, y'all just reach out. So he's a living witness of that. Um, so cool. Great. So, you know, you're, you're working, you're doing this uh, role, you're learning, you're getting on the job training. Um, and then, so, I believe in your journey, you then trans transition to begin working for the DOD uh, Department of Defense in IT. Um, and at that same time, I, if I can remember what we, you know, if I remember correctly, you began uh, working on a business degree. And so um, I'd like to talk about that and how that all uh, connected, how that transition began to happen. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mentioned before that I completed one year of college prior to joining the military. And uh, after I got back from all of my technical training, I did complete my degree working full time and going to school full time. Mm-hmm. And upon completion of my degree, um, you know, I ventured out to move to Georgia. Uh, you know, I was one of the millennials who thought that a degree would have a lot of value in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. thought that I would be pursuing a career in business. I really didn't think IT was my thing. Gotcha. Uh, but I, I found in reality that was not the case in terms of how a degree was valued in the marketplace. And I ended up having to rely on my uh, small ITI experience that I had and uh, get a job out in Georgia. And as you mentioned, it was for the Department of Defense. 
It was actually a military base, an army base, and uh, it was doing similar work, just uh, supporting um, an army brigade and making sure that they were up and running. Wow. Wow. And I do want to make a point to say thank you for your service on the podcast, um, just because we know um, you, you served our country and that's something that we definitely want to highlight and honor those. My father happens to be in the, um, the Army Reserves. Um, so he, I'm, I'm definitely familiar with the um, going one week in a month and then the two weeks during the year. So thank you, sir, for your service. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. So uh, you're, you're in Atlanta. Um, and, and I think a, a key thing also to highlight is that you said that there were the, the opportunities with the business degree that you got were just not there at that time for whatever reason, the market was just not, you know, having those opportunities, but you didn't just sit there and, um, you know, say, Oh, woe is me. Like, how am I ever going to, you know, live life or be successful? You said, you know, I got to find opportunities. I have experience in it. And so you began to, um, look for those. And, and I guess I just want to like, get your perspective on when you weren't finding those. Cause it's easy to, you know, obviously now to be like, yeah, you know, I ended up finding the, the IT position on the uh, army base and, and figuring that out. But when you were in that moment and trying to figure out, cause I, I just know that there are, um, you know, the STEM, STEM music nation folks that are listening, some might be in high school, some might be in college, some might be fresh graduates out of college. And so uh, when you're having that moment of, this I moved to Atlanta and I'm trying to figure out why I can't, you know, these, there's no doors opening for, you know, these business opportunities. Um, what, what rose up in you to say, you know what, I gotta be resourceful. I gotta, you know, find, use what I know, the knowledge, I gotta create my own opportunity. Like walk us through that process if you could. Well, you know, in reality, you know, when your plans don't work out, you know, you, you that's a time and moment in life where you rely on your faith. And that's what I did. And, you know, uh, one thing that uh, we say at our church at Bible Way, faith has one gear and that's forward. So, mm. you know, in the midst of, you know, getting rejected in the midst of, you know, interviewing and not getting those opportunities, uh, you know, I was able to fall on, on my core and, and stay balanced and stay centered and know that my direction was forward. Uh, and uh, eventually, you know, uh, in doing and moving forward, I eventually had that door open for me and uh, uh, it allowed me to uh, not have a, a major gap in employment from my time of moving from Wichita to Georgia. And uh, I stayed in Georgia for about two years. Uh, mm -hmm. And then uh, upon having my son, we moved back to Wichita, a similar story, relying on IT experience to find a job opportunity. Perfect. Perfect, man. And you just segued right into the next thing, which is great. But thank you for sharing that because in your life, that's your faith that you were able to rely on and be able to say, you know what, I can do this. And the only, I love that too, that saying that there's only one gear that's moving forward. Like that's, that is perfect. That's awesome. Um, Cause I just know sometimes people, you know, um, students or young professionals come into a point in life where things aren't going the way that they want them to go, or those opportunities aren't going, you know, opening where they thought they would open, but you know, you're relying on your faith and, um, you know, just figuring out a way to move forward. I think that that's great. So you just mentioned um, coming back to Kansas after having your first son and, and relying once again on that IT, the technology portion of STEM um, to pursue other opportunities. And so um, I believe once you got back, then you were able to become a contractor for um, uh, Coke Industries, which I think I believe is the umbrella company. Um, and then you were able to transition into a full-time uh, position. And so if you could just walk us through that as well. 
Absolutely. Um, you know, so I got a contract position with the Department of Defense here in Wichita. And one thing about the contract positions, is, you know, they're usually a year in, okay. in their term and they're up for renewal and maybe you'll have a job, maybe you won't. And in my situation in moving back to Wichita, I was back, you know, in a situation where I was out of a job due to a contract expiring. Okay. Uh, so found another local job. I worked for mid-sized companies doing IT work. Mm -hmm. um, and again, as you mentioned, I did find myself as a contractor for Coke Industries um, and working within uh, that environment for about a year, an opportunity opened up to be hired on as a full-time employee at Coke. And um, that kind of started my, uh, my journey there at Coke, and that's kind of where I'm at today. Uh, but even on the side, just seeing the, the way the job uh, marketplace shifted and to see how things are so temporary, Mm -hmm. That was what, you know, led me to in my entrepreneurial pursuits and starting ProTech and uh, getting into STEM outreach to pour into others as well. Sure thing. Sure thing. That's great. That's great. And so um, I want to jump into ProTech uh, Wichita because, I mean, that's just it's so awesome to know people who are who are, like you said, pursuing things on the side and making sure that, you know, um, that entrepreneur bug it, allowing that to grow. But prior to that, um, one of the things we mentioned was um, you being able to rise up in the ranks and get promoted and um, have that experience. And so uh, for our young professionals that might be listening and um, trying to figure out what that journey looks like, like what what is it that you're, you had to do um, to be able to go? So kind of walk us through that to be able to go and rise up, you know, in regards to the, to the corporate ladder, um, walk us through that journey from when you first, you know, were hired on full-time, cool, you got that secured. Now you're, you know, with the company, but um, from that uh, position, maybe describe that role that you were, um, you know, doing and then how you were able to pro uh, make progress uh, along the way. Um, yes, sir. You know, one of the things that's vitally important in the IT career field is uh, always learning, continual education. Uh, so one of the things that allowed me to elevate within, you know, my career is pursuing certifications um, that, you know, in the industry, they say, hey, this guy knows how to take apart a computer or this guy knows how to troubleshoot Internet issues. Mm -hmm. uh, so those things really help validate my knowledge and when I was in opportunities where the pressure was on, you know, being able to perform and uh, execute when things were assigned to me, yeah, uh, you know, always being ready, uh, being prepared and uh, taking yourself seriously on the job. Nice. Yes, definitely, definitely important. Um, and I definitely know in, in our in the industry I work in as well, it's the same sort of thing. Just anytime you can get those certifications or um, things that just kind of highlight, um, your progress and in your skills um, definitely help with that upward mobility. So um, that's a cool thing. So as you mentioned, um, and currently right now, uh, you're a senior in infrastructure analyst. And so um, before we jump into your business, um, can you walk us through just the day-to-day -day roles, um, you know, for someone who might be interested in that, maybe they don't even know what it is, or uh, what the person would do in that role. Kind of walk us through what your day-to-day -day looks like. I know you mentioned um, that you travel um, quite a bit, and so maybe talking about how that applies to your role um, and maybe some of the places you've been able to go and things that you've been able to do within uh, your current role right now. Sure. Uh, well, you know, when you say infrastructure, you know, that speaks to 
Um, you know, if there's a facility that has internet, if it has, you know, certain applications that the business uses, those are all hosted on, you know, physical hardware, like in a server room or a server closet. Uh, so in my role, I uh, maintain the infrastructure of uh, uh, two facilities, uh, chemical plants. Okay. Uh, they're owned by the company. And my job is to make sure that anything that relates to the hardware uh, on the IT side of things, if, if it's needing an update, if it needs to be swapped out, um, if there's something that's going down, I'm the first point of contact to making sure those things are up and available. Um, and I also work on projects too. I know one of the recent projects we did is we got rid of the old traditional phone lines and we transitioned a facility to internet-based phones. Okay. So, you know, you work with other people in IT, you got to sure. know how to work with programmers and developers uh, to make sure that these projects are implemented in a, in a timely and a, an excellent fashion. So that's a little bit about what I do on a day to day. I do. I, you know, I, I mean, you, you talked about travel. I, I'm in Dallas often, also in Houston. Okay. Um, you know, and, yeah, is that it, where some a, of those uh, facilities, the facilities you talked about, are, is that where they're located or is it? Is that why you're traveling or is it for other? Yes, sir. It's near those locations. I know in the Dallas locations, actually Longview, Texas, it's about an hour, hour and a half east. Okay. And then uh, there's a chemical plant there as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you're just kind of going to support or um, what, what is it? What are the details in, uh, until I guess in regards to that travel? Is it just going to you know, be that support, you know, point of contact person there on site? Absolutely. You know, you know, in this day and age, we, we try to push a support model where people get help over the phone or assistance mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. remotely. So when I go, I'm doing those things that only require hands on support. Gotcha. And when I'm back in Wichita, I'm planning for a trip and uh, making sure people are informed, making sure if, if there's a backup plan in place. And then uh, again, going out to those sites and making sure the hands on work is completed. Sure, 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 sure. That's good. That's good. Um, how long, uh, when you were talking about that project, how long do those uh, typically, does it just vary across the board or is it, you know, something that is a, a specific amount of time each time that you're working on one of those uh, projects? Um, it varies and it's definitely a juggling act. Uh, okay. Know, projects like that, uh, that I mentioned before with the telephone transition can mm -hmm. take months of planning and know perhaps a week of actual on-site labor whereas you might have in the midst of planning that six month long project a couple of you know month long projects with thrown in there and things that are you know someone says hey this is now our priority and so it's it's a juggling act and uh you know you got to be able to manage your time uh, have mm. a calendar and keep it up to date things like that so definitely definitely that's good so let's go ahead and jump into uh, ProTech Wichita. Um, tell us, you know, why you decided to start. I think we talked, you, you hinted to it a little earlier, but uh, what was the purpose of starting ProTech Wichita um, and how did you start it? You know, walk us through that process of, um, you know, if it's an LLC or if it's uh, uh, incorporated or how you, you know, just walk through that process of, you know, being an, becoming an entrepreneur um, and, you know, going from vision, you know, dream to reality. Yes, sir. You know, one of the things that really sparked my desire to start my own business was an uh, experience that I had where um, I was fired from my job or laid off, as you could say, uh, mm -hmm. with no, no notice. I just walked in on a Friday and just, wow. hey, this is your last day. 
and you see also I mentioned, you know, working in temporary contracting roles and mm-hmm. you just seen the, te- I saw the temporary nature and I felt that I was competent regardless of the job market. And I right. wanted to be able to create a lane for myself. And, uh, you know, I always, people hit me up for computer questions where I figured that by forming an LLC, okay. uh, which by the way, takes about maybe 30 minutes worth of paperwork. If wow. very interested, <laughs> you know, uh, go out there to the, the county website, but I, I started my business and sure. I just began to market myself and uh, do things that created value within, you know, uh, the community. Gotcha. So you, you have uh, businesses as uh, clients and then are you doing the same type of work that you're doing in your full-time role or uh, maybe talk about some of the uh, services that you provide for whomever your clients are? Absolutely. Uh, currently, ProTech, we've created three lanes. Uh, ProTech Solutions, which is the typical IT support. Uh, when our clients call us with PC issues or okay. if they're looking to transition things within their facility that requires IT support, uh, we help transition them through that. Uh, that's one of our uh, revenue streams. Um, also, we have ProTech Electronics, where we sell affordable consumer electronics like our Bluetooth earbuds. Come on, earbuds. I've been seeing all the promo, the in shower. Sorry to cut you off, but I'm just, let me tell y'all, like he has been on his grind. He has been marketing. He has, I see his wife in the pictures. I'm like, man, I'm so proud of, of what he's doing. And it's, it's so cool to see just, you know, entrepreneurs doing their thing. So I'm going to let you go ahead and highlight all the products, but I just wanted to let the STEM Music Nation know, one, that they're available, but two, um, that uh, he's he's definitely been on his promo grind. But go ahead and, and tell us about those products. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate that, man. And, uh, you know, we got our Bluetooth earbuds, which are similar to Apple products. Uh, they're $35. Um, you can check us out on our Facebook page and our shop and see them there. We've got colors in white, uh, red, gold, black, and pink. Uh, and we also have a Bluetooth speaker that's waterproof. Okay. It's meant to, uh, you know, you can put it in your shower. It sticks to your shower wall. Or if you've got other surfaces in your home, like wood or marble, it also sticks to that. And uh, it allows you to play music. So uh, those are available for $30. Uh, so uh, we, 2020, we're planning to roll out a, a line of affordable electronics. So that's okay. kind of the second lane that ProTech has created. In addition to just IT support, we've got our electronic store. And then the third revenue stream or the third passion that mm-hmm. I can say is uh, the STEM. And uh, that's our ProTech STEM pipeline where uh, we have venues and we have uh, programming to uh, expose kids to uh, career fields that are related to STEM. And I see myself as these students because, again, in my career, it was someone helping me, someone giving me knowledge and plugging me in. Sure. And that's what that's what the design is there is to. Uh, get students interested, uh, give them the education. And for those that have the aptitude, even, you know, hire them on to you know, work for ProTech, whether wow. that's an interface or uh, part-time or full-time basis. So that's kind of the vision. Those are the three things that ProTech does. And uh, we're, we're just trying to take it, take it to the max, take it to the next level. Wow. Wow. And you said like hire them too. So you're, you're out here trying to create jobs. That is absolutely, uh, that's very, very powerful. Um, and so I've seen some of these uh, STEM initiatives or STEM events, and we kind of highlight, highlighted um, one at the beginning um, in regards to the Ju- Juneteenth uh, STEM event that you had. 
Um, and so uh, that's, that's up for, for those who don't know, that's the celebration of um, slavery uh, ending. And so uh, that's something that's celebrated in the summer every year in June. That's why it's called Juneteenth. And um, so can you tell us about that event? Like what went down um, and, and what were you guys kind of uh, providing for the kids that were there? Because I believe it, it happens in a park because I think I've sang, I've sung there a couple times for like the gospel hour. Yes, sir. It was at McAdams Park. And, you know, to put it in context, you know, you, you talked about Juneteenth being the celebration of the ending of slavery. And uh, within that agricultural economy, uh, African-Americans and minorities were left out of all of that wealth being created. Mm -hmm. And then you see the transition into the industrial economy. And you see, again, we were left out uh, through Jim Crow laws and things like that. We were left out of the, the growth and the wealth that was created. And STEM is all about in this new technological boom and all this wealth is being created where Snapchat's worth a billion and Facebook is right. creating billionaires. All this wealth is being created, but you see by the numbers, if you look at the numbers of people who work for these companies in, uh, in Silicon Valley, uh, we're again being left out. Right. Uh, so it's, it's, it's important and we really have an emphasis on minorities and women as well. Uh, and that's why we, you know, we wanted to work with the uh, McAdams Park in the Kids Corner. And what we held was just a, a circuit board challenge where we allowed kids to configure uh, circuit boards based upon a, a simple booklet we had with them. So uh, those are those are just some of the things that we have for the young kids to spark interest. And that's yes. what's important. It's, it's no longer the game has changed where, you know, you can't just go to school and get a job. You really have to explore. And we, we try to have that. We don't want kids to be in another classroom setting. So we always create innovative settings for the kids to learn. Man, that is so great. I, and, and I think that was one of the things that uh, why I really wanted to have you on the podcast was because I, I, I've been seeing the work that you've been doing in the community and, um, you know, just from posts on social media, but also seeing you in person doing things. And I, man, I couldn't agree more that there's so much wealth being created. Um, but not a lot of black and brown kids or black and brown people in, in uh, the professional setting, like are, we're, we're not a part of that. And so it is, it is so important. Um, and even like you were saying, like I'm in total agreement with exposure at a young age. So even if it's just snap circuits or, um, you know, like the activity we're doing at Juneteenth or, or other things just to try and get that thing sparked because there, you know, there's, there's probably students who, you know, are good in math and science or, are you know passionate about engineering or, or technology and just don't have that exposure or access or people like you and me to be able to say hey here's how you can you know take this journey you know whereas i went a traditional college route and you used the military to you know get to where you are now and so um man i i, I that's why I, I love that you're able to come on here and share that journey and that uh progression so that other you know folks listening can be like oh, okay there are multiple ways to do this and there are multiple ways to uh show it and in speaking on that um I, I i don't know what it you know looks like in your office or whatever but like just being a black person within um the stem field within the tech field specifically um how how do you continue to keep yourself uh going and keep yourself inspired and um, because sometimes, I mean, I, I, I'm only speaking for myself in the sense of like, sometimes you do look around and it's like, nobody looks like you, or there's very few folks in your group or department or whatever. Um, and also, you know, have you ran into 
issues or things like that that you may have to um, triumph over uh, within your role or within your journey? Absolutely. You know, I, I don't feel young now. I'm 30 years old, but I've been in IT 10 years and in my younger years, in my 20s, you know, you, you're looked at as a young, you're African-American, and sometimes the perception is, oh, this, this guy, what's he doing in this role? Or he can't have the knowledge. He, why is he here? Mm. Uh, and they'll try to test you. People will try to test you out, you know, they'll test your knowledge. They'll ask you questions. They'll put you out there in situations to see if, if you can handle an issue by yourself. Mm. Uh, you know, you, you'll see people in the hallway and they may not speak to you. Uh, wow. You know, just little small, subtle things like that. I mean, right. but, you know, you got to have thick skin. Gotcha. And, and that's one of the things that I've always tried to maintain. Uh, also, you know, I, I've gained confidence from being in different roles. You know, I talked about always being able to ask questions yes. and being able to learn. You know, when you're, when you're learning and you're putting things in your middle file cabinet, after a while, you, you don't need to ask those questions. You know, you can then be the person who can answer questions. And right. that's where I saw myself transitioning to. Okay. And it's about, you know, having confidence uh, in that. And that's really helped me grow in my career is relying on my experience and having confidence that, you know, I've, I've seen a lot. I've, I've dealt in a lot of situations. I've solved a lot of problems and I can, uh, you know, pursue and solve new issues and uh, pursue new territory. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I think what a big thing you're highlighting is just like the education part of it and the, and you know, the knowledge part of it. It's like, if, if we're able to just display the knowledge that we have, it's like, nobody can take that away. You know, like once we get that and once we have that within us, like you said, in the mental file cabinet, like it's ours. And so um, we're able to display that. We're able to pull that out and, and, you know, show our worth and that like, no, we, we belong here. And, um, we're going to do a great job. Uh, so that's great, man. That's great. And before, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the fun things that we love to do on the podcast is just talk about music. Um, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a great way, obviously, because it's called the STEM Music Podcast. It's a great way to include that within the podcast. But uh, prior to that, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, shout out any uh, the website, maybe for ProTech. Uh, Wichita, um, and if you're on social media uh, with Protect Wichita or your own personal one, feel free to shout those out, and then we'll dive into uh, the songs that you listed. Absolutely. Um, if if you're in need of IT support or computer assistance, you can visit ProtectWichita.com. Uh, you can also check out our electronic store um, on our shop tab there at ProtectWichita.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Um, if you're in the search bar, if you type Protec ICT, uh, you can find our Facebook page and give us a like. You can also find our shop there for our electronics. And then if you're on Instagram, you can find us at Protec Wichita. Uh, so, yeah, give us a, a follow. Give us a like. Uh, have any questions, feel free to reach out. Uh, I also want to uh, plug in uh, my wife. She's got a makeup uh, YouTube channel. So hair flip case, check her out as well. So I want to give her a plug. She's a vital uh, component to everything that I do. Uh, I appreciate her support as well and everything that I do. Come on, shout out the wife. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Um, and yes, uh, STEM Music Nation, if that is something that you're in need of, of, of those services that Protect Wichita provides, go ahead and make sure you visit um, their website. I'll be sure to uh, I'll put those down in the description below so that you all can have all the information that he just mentioned. So, um, cool. 
So as we transition into the song portion, um, I was super excited to see what you had listed in regards to uh, the songs. And so uh, we're just going to walk through them and you kind of like let us know uh, why you chose it. Maybe maybe does it represent a significant time in your life or, um, you know, just anything special that you have about it. I did go through and listen to them. Some of them I had already heard before. Um, but some I hadn't. And so the first one being Wait On Them by New Direction. Um, I thought I had, I, I had heard that one, but I actually hadn't. So I went through and, and listened to it. Um, and great message in there, Waiting on the Lord. Sometimes that is so frustrating. Um, as a man of faith myself, it's like you can get in places that you're just like, what in the world? I'm just over here waiting. But it's like, no, like he's going to come through. He's going to give you an answer. He's going to uh, speak to you, but go ahead and let us in on on why you chose that as one of your songs for for the podcast. Um, I think uh, I had to throw a new direction on there. I think they're an underrated group. Mm. Uh, I've been listening to gospel music my whole life. You know, my father's a pastor. I've been playing the drums in the church since I was three, so it's twenty seven years. Wow. Now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, New Direction is one of my favorites. That's one of my favorite tracks. Uh, I uh, used to play with Tim Phillips, Maestro, uh, Maestro Phillips, you might know him. And I always, uh, I know that was one of the grooves and one of the groups that we like to play a lot. So that's one of my favorite uh, songs from that group. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we do. We definitely at our church, we've done a couple and we're actually doing one this Sunday um, piece um, because our pastor was, you know, preaching on that. I think it's the angel song is the message this weekend or something. And so she was, uh, yeah. So, so I was like looking for a song that, that mentioned peace. And so, uh, they, they have a, a beautiful song, but yeah, that, and, and, and speaking of like the beat and everything, like in that song, like definitely that was like, man, this has got, it's got a nice little groove to it. Um, so then the next song that you mentioned, I actually got to see this live where was I at? I was in DC, I believe. And this artist by the name of Ty Tribbett, he, uh, he was in DC with JJ Hairston, which is another gospel artist and, uh, work it out is the next song that you kind of highlighted, uh, for the podcast. And man, it's definitely, it's definitely a good vibe. And it's just like, sometimes, you know, when you're listening to, uh, gospel music it's like okay you got your praise and worship you got your you know uh gospel choir you got your contemporary christian music ccm you know but this just kind of gives you a different at least, at least for me as i'm listening to it i'm like yes like it gives me a different vibe it gives me a different um energy in regards to gospel or christian music so uh definitely love the the beat it just make you want to like i don't know <laughs> i don't know how to describe it but it's like it's just got a nice vibe to it but go ahead and let us in on why you chose work it out by ty Tribbett. yes sir you know i, I coined this little phrase trap gospel mm. you know, i feel like it's got <laughs> this like trap gospel vibe you know and yes it's not a traditional sound Right. And uh, you know, it's talk and it gives you just a mindset of when you're in the midst of situations that, that are pleasant or not comfortable. You know, people will hear this podcast and be like, Man, this guy's got it all together, but there's really situations and really times, it's like an iceberg and there's so much that goes on behind the scenes mm. that uh, that you deal with and this song just kinda gives you the mindset to just grit it out and continue to, you know, rely on God's ability uh, to work in the situation and allow him to work it out. That is so true. I like what you just said about the iceberg, man. It is like that. It's like so much is going on, but people are just seeing like what's what's above the surface. 
that's good that's good that's good um so then the next song we have on here um is by an artist that i i definitely uh support and appreciate it also kind of goes in the uh i would say the same like i guess group of you know you were saying trap gospel um it's not necessarily a trap song but it it's in that same lane i guess and um this is andy minio uh run up the score uh love to be in this song um and the lyrical content i just like him as a uh a rapper like i, I appreciate his flow um and his his just his rhymes his lyrical content um there's a there's like two or three projects that i really like dove into from this artist so when i saw that on there i was like yes like that's crazy i actually was like because there's just you you just don't know what people are going to put for their you know top five songs or whatever so i was like man this is so dope because these are a lot of the songs and people and artists that i'm following so tell us about uh andy minio run up the score yes sir i had to get andy on there he's a, a good lyricist if you're into christian rap and I like this song because, you know, it, the mindset it puts you in, you know, if you think of, you know, in basketball or football, yep. running up to score or something that, you know, hey, you, you really got your foot on the pedal. You're not stopping. You're not playing down to the competition. Uh, you just you just running it up. And, uh, you know, it's not something that you're saying in a prideful sense, but mm -hmm. it's something that you're saying that, you know, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. So I'm going to. You know, like Jabez, I'm going to seek to have my territory expanded. I'm going to seek to, you know, run the score up and in everything that I'm doing. So that's why I put that one on the list. Come on, Pastor Enlo. Got me over here about to shout. Wait a minute. How you just going to pull <laughs> scripture out like that? Okay. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yes, sir. That, yes, sir. That's it, man. That is it. And that's something, you know, I happen to identify, you know, in, in the same faith and belief. And, man, it, that is so powerful and, and so true. And on a, on a sports side note, like I cannot stand when teams specifically my teams are like winning and then they just like let up on the gas. It's like, no, run this score up. Cause you don't know what's going to, especially when it's in like a contentious game. It's like, I need you to like, yes, run this score up. like, why are y'all playing just like, just to hold what you got? Like, no, I need you to score another touchdown or, you know, score. Yes, sir, that mama mentality. Yes. Yes. Come on now. I'm getting too hype over here. Let me calm down. Okay. So um, the next one was uh, Clouds by Trip Lee. Also another phenomenal uh, lyricist and a Christian rapper. Um, by the way, Waiting Room, which was the, I believe that was the EP this was on. Uh, that project I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and so I, I, it was really cool to see him on this list. Uh, so tell us about Clouds. And, and why that was a song that you decided to put on here. This one that I put on here is actually my, my oldest son, Jackson. He's six years old. It's his favorite song. He, he'll, uh, you know, he like, really likes a song. He'll ask me to play it again. And he'll ask me to play this song, you know, eight, nine, ten times. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. So, you know, it's like I'm always listening to it. It's like, well, it's some message in this song. It must, he just really sticks to him. And so I. I like to listen to it and it reminds me of my son. So I put that one on there for him. That's cool. Yeah. And it was good for me because um, I'm trying to think of the song that uh, I favored on this project waiting room. And it was, you know, so I don't know that I was super familiar with, uh, with cloud. So for me, it was a great thing to, to jump into and listen to. Oh, I think mine, I'm just looking it up right now. I think mine was still on the Shane featuring uh, Tadashi. 
Um, and that was off the same project, The Waiting Room. So that was like my cut off okay. that project. But, uh, but so it was good to be able to hear um, another song kind of highlight, go back and revisit that project. Um, now, the last one on here was uh, Is Water by Kanye West. Um, and so for most of the people in the world who are, I guess, you know, uh, paying attention to culture or, um, you know, are aware of Kanye West and this transformation that he's going through at the moment um, of becoming a, a Christian a, and a, a believer, a deeper believer. And so obviously he put out this project, uh, Jesus is King. Um, and there were, you know, a lot, a lot of songs on there. Um, and so I think I'd listened to it once uh, all the way through and then like halfway uh, another time. So uh, it was good to go back and to listen. And I think the thing that thing that stuck out to me was just the the lyrical content, but also uh, I appreciated the harmonies um, from the, the choir in the background uh, in this song. So go ahead and let us know uh, uh, why Water by Kanye West uh, was able to make the list. Absolutely. I'll put this on here just out of the fact that I did give the album a listen. Uh, you know, uh, regarding Kanye and his transformation, I try not to really put too much focus on him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I got two boys and they're always bickering with each other and trying to tell each other what to do. But they both got to come under the same authority and as brothers and sisters. If he is a brother in uh, Christ and he's, you know, uh, transformed and it's not for me as a brother to try to tell him what to do. It's for me right. to fix my eyes on who I'm supposed to be looking at. So. Uh, this was just me going through his album. I didn't actually like the album, but there were two songs I liked on here, and this was one of them. Gotcha. So I, th- I threw it on the album, and uh, you know, you know, give Kanye a shout out. We'll see. You know, all you can do is, you know, you, it's not for us to try to s- decide who's in and who's out. Right, just to, right. You know, just to to focus on our, our own journey, like you said. And uh, so I threw that one on there for Kanye. Cool, cool. Yeah, I t- I totally agree. I think for me at first it was like being a you know i'm being a gospel artist it's like oh wait what's going on here like what's happening and then i was definitely like reminded of what you said like it's not up to me it's like that ain't that's not my job just uh allow god to do what he's gonna do you know um and and let him go on his journey so well cool man like that's great I, i think you know all those songs um if you to the stem music nation if if you haven't listened to them um I think they're definitely all worth going to check out. Um, and so it's, it's really, this is why I love this part of the podcast because there's just so much music that um, every listener is going to be able to dive into should they choose to and, um, you know, just have fun with that. So as we get ready to bring this to a close, um, one of the things I always like to ask uh, the, my guest is just, you know, if you could either give advice to your younger self or to up-and-coming um, multicultural, black and brown, uh, boys and girls, um, high school students, or college students, or young professionals. And you can speak to that entire demographic, or you can pick a certain demographic. Um, but just some advice or tips that you could um, share with them as they're going along their, their own journey uh, into STEM. Uh, one thing I would say to you out there is that you know, it's not a, uh, the school's job to educate you. It's your job to educate yourself. Mm. And the school is there to assist you. And your parents are there to assist you and to provide you resources. Uh, but you've got to take ownership of your success and of your education. And along with that, any opportunity that you get to 
Uh, you know, it may not be STEM. It may be something else. It might be, you know, some some camp with uh, some another group or mm-hmm. any opportunity you have. Uh, try to expose yourself to new things and see what you like. And when you find out what you like, uh, you know, put some work to and some some grinding into what you're passionate about and uh, and see what comes of that. You don't always have to, you know, go to school. You can rely on what you're gifted to do and use that to sustain you in life. So that's what I would say to the youth is uh, take the, take ownership of your education. That is good. That's really good. I think, you know, you don't hear that often, you know, it's usually it's just like, okay, make sure you do this in school or whatever, but taking ownership of it, um, you know, just really puts the onus on, on you, you know, on, on the student, on the person or on the business owner or on whoever, you know, to, to just make sure that you're taking ownership of it. You're being responsible for, uh, your journey, asking the questions. I love that you said that in, you know, via the, in this conversation, like that you just so uh, keen on asking questions. Cause I mean, how, how else are you going to learn? A lot of times, like you come up against things that you don't know and it's like, Oh, I'm just too embarrassed or like, I don't know, or I don't want to bother. And it's like, Nope. As you said, you got to build that information um, for that mental file cabinet, you know, and, and store it so that you're able to do your skills and do your, your job. Um, and be be successful. So great advice, man. Great advice. Well, I just want to thank you uh, so much for taking your time out uh, to be on the STEM Music Podcast to talk about um, technology, what you're doing in IT, what you're doing with ProTech Wichita and the uh, ProTech STEM pipeline, as well as the music that we got to hash out. So um, thank you so much for joining. Um, and I'm looking forward to everything you're Thanks doing in the future. Me. Oh, you're so welcome. And I'm looking forward to everything that you're doing in the future. I can't wait to work together. Um, you know, we were just talking the other day about, you know, some ideas and stuff. So looking forward to it, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, thanks for this opportunity. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. All right, STEM Music Nation, that is this episode of the STEM Music Podcast. Uh, feel free to join us uh, in the STEM Music Nation by following at the STEM Music on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Um, and feel free to visit the website, www.ruemoy3music.com slash STEM Music. Everywhere we go, call the STEM Music.